When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. This episode of The Horror Show is brought to you by Catherine M., Aubrey S., and uh, I don't know if I announced this guy's name, but Faisal J. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on patreon.com slash I hate horror. If you guys check that out, uh, we do some bonus episodes. Uh, you'll hear these uh, the rest of the scripts that we read in this episode um, on that uh, on those bonus episodes. So check that out. Um, we do them about twice a month now. Hopefully some extras coming up soon. So, so I'm going to say check it out for like the 800th time. And uh, yeah, there you go. So check it out. Uh, and just a warning. Strong language used. Strong language used in some of these scripts. So um, yeah, when we start reading a script, put your headphones in and don't play it in front of children. Definitely don't play it in front of children. I think that's a fair warning. So thank you guys uh, so much and enjoy the show. Everybody and welcome to the horror show. Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. I'm Paul. Uh, welcome back, Paul. We haven't heard from you in a minute. Yep. You can move that microphone closer. If it, he's like leaning halfway over. The Jesus t- Christ, Joe! Get the fucking thing out of my face. And Paul's actually on a. Proper microphone for the first time. Yeah, Mike, baby, it's not held together with two pencils. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the shittiest one, so his voice was always in the week. And I think one of the last ones we did, we were using like the lapels because we like didn't have a good setup at his house. Yeah, yeah, happened yep. once, and it was really bad quality. Yeah, and we had to put the fans on. And there was a dog. There was a dog eating a, the hardest bone of all time because Paul because <laughs> so he, give it to her right before because she was she was sleeping and Paul was like, "Wake up, here's Here's a, bone. a fucking bone." <laughs> Enjoy. Here. No, be quiet. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> be quiet with the loudest bone of all time. <laughs> uh, I'm sure fans love it when we rehash shit that they've already heard before. <laughs> Talk about it like they, whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, guys, happy uh, Thanksgiving's coming up just a few days away, and uh, so happy Thanksgiving, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> Not everyone celebrates Thanksgiving, so... Uh, Is that a fact? Yeah, Canadians. What? Uh, anyway, enough about that. Enough about shitty Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. 
So we're gonna take a, we're taking it easy on this episode. We're not going crazy. We are going to we pre-read three Rob Zombie scripts uh, that you guys sent us. We got how many total? Five or six total. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest will be on the bonus episodes, uh, and we picked out. I don't know if we're going to play two or three on this episode. Uh, I'll decide that after. We're kind of playing fast and loose here today, guys. Um, but we have um, three scripts in the running for the top. Should we announce all of them? Yeah, I guess so. Why right? not? Give them credit. Yeah. These were our top They're three. all good. Better than what I would have done. Guys, I, would do. I mean, these, these people put in so much effort into these scripts. Like, And I don't mean that in... A negative way or anything like they do they work their asses off and how did all of them know how to write a fucking script that's crazy yeah i was surprised by that stage well, direction everything like the dump. cues like it was fucking nuts it was nuts um so thank everyone thank you every thank you to everybody that did that i should read them all but uh i don't uh, whatever uh we've got like paper all over the table right now um <laughs> that's a good excuse um Sorry, I'm doing something here. Uh, so three uh, top winners that we have here. Um, Satan's Misfits, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love These Films by Nick S. Uh, oh, Halloween 3 by Rob Zombie. And um, he doesn't have a title for it, but we'll call it The Dunwich Horror by... Is it called? Yeah, Dun- The Dunwich Horror by Rob Zombie. And that was by uh, the Dunwich Horror was by Ryan S, our friend, and uh, Rob Zombie Three was done by uh, Jeremy B. Um, these are our three favorites. So thank you three very much. Uh, thanks to Emmett C. Uh, who else do we have in this pouch? <laughs> this is a fucking mess over here. We already said Nick S, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, this guy. Brian S, thank you. This guy. <laughs> Brian S. I don't now I can't miss anyone, right? I think that's everyone. Oh wait, here we go. And Emmett C. Thank you all so much. We really appreciate it. Like literally this table is covered in paper right now. <laughs> I wasted so many trees uh for this episode. So thank you guys all so much for submitting those. Um now let's talk about these scripts real quick. You guys are gonna hear them in a second, or you're gonna hear two one or two at least. Two or three. Two or three yeah. is what I should say. <laughs> yes. You're going to hear two or three of these um, scripts. Halloween 3. It had a better premise than the actual Halloween 3. Uh, 100%. Awesome. 100%. <laughs> um, you're talking about a premise of uh, – so this guy, Jeremy, writes this script. Um, it, it follows – it is Halloween 3, so we're getting back to Silver Shamrock. But he includes Michael Myers in it. Nice yep. little touch. And there's this touch where Cochran is using Michael as the vessel for his dead son. Yes. And that kind of brings into play. It's still got all the same stupid shit. The masks, Stonehenge. It's all there still. And But with an added element. It still reads like a Rob Zombie script too. Totally. Like he took – I don't know how he did it. Yeah. It was really good. It was really, really good. So that's up. Uh, and, and Tom Atkins is still Tom Atkins. Dude, yeah. Tom Atkins is great in that. I'm excited about this one, uh, but he has an email here, and I just wanted to read it because it kind of prefaces some stuff. Uh, it says, hey, Sean, big fan of the show, and, while I'm, and when I'm not living in New York City anymore, I swear I'm going to send you guys some money to support the show. That's, don't worry about that. So for the record, 
the moment you guys mentioned Rob Zombie fanfic, fanfic, I went right to work on my interpretation of his interpretation of Halloween 3. Then, when you guys actually mentioned it in the H2 episode, I said, ah, fuck, you guys are going to get inundated with H3 fanfiction. It did not. (laughs) With this version, the story starts immediately before the events of the beginning of H3. Why am I saying H3? I know what he's writing. Halloween 3. However, in classic zombie fashion, let's ignore time, logic, etc. The story starts on October 23rd and sort of nixes events and time frame of the original films. I know. I get it. But Rob might not. <laughs> this picks up on... <laughs> He's fucking right. <laughs> this, pick, really this picks up after the original Halloween 2, but still puts us days before Halloween. The setting is updated to today. But for visual's sake, I am still envisioning the original cast from Halloween 3 as the versions in the script. So, yes, Tom Atkins is Don Chalice. I've covered some of his classic tropes, long-winded exposition, overt violence, colorful, not-safe-for-work dialogue. And I even wrote a horrible rape scene. (laughs) But that's for either the complete script or a bonus episode. So I don't know if it's in this or not. I, I'm hoping he. Had I wish I knew what Tom Atkins sounded like. Uh, just, just, like, uh, just a guy. It's Miller time. <laughs> yeah, it's just like an idiot, just an old idiot. Let me. I just want to pull up these people's faces because I want to see what they. I want to remember what they looked like. You need your standard flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> just night of the creep lines. <laughs> well, you know his most famous movie. All right. <laughs> So, here we go. Halloween 3 by Rob Zombie. I think this will be a good one. Dialogue heavy. Very, It's all dialogue. It's like one scene. Um, <laughs> Halloween. The Festival of Shane... How do you say that? Samhain? Samhain. Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red with the blood of animals and children. Connell Cochran. Uh, I love that he included that. A quote to be in the movie. Like Rob Zombie. (laughs) Exactly like Rob Zombie. And uh, that's uh, Dan uh, O'Harely in uh, Halloween 3, this character. uh, uh, Connell Cochran's the bad guy that runs the town. October 23rd, says on the screen. We fade up into the silver shamrock at the daytime outside. An ambulance passes a sign reading, Welcome to Santa Mira, home of Silver Shamrock, and drives into an industrial park that reads Silver Shamrock. That's just confusing. The ambulance pulls up to the outside of the main entrance. The side of the vehicle reads, Haddonfield Emergency Services. Immediately, eight men, all redheaded and similarly dressed in crisp suits, descend upon it. The driver and the passenger exit the vehicle and both look identical, look nearly identical to the other eight men. They open the rear doors where a body covered by a white sheet and strapped down lays on a gurney. Interior of the warehouse. The ten men surround the gurney and walk it down a long corridor. They stop once they reach two more ginger guards and two large sealed double doors. Several locks unlock and the door opens. The two guards create a path and out steps Donegan. Sixties. He's bookish compared to the tall, sharply dressed escorts. And is dressed more like a scientist than a warehouse employee. Uh, I'm just looking at something. Sorry. Um, Donegan. It's him? 
The men silently stare back, expressionless. Donegan gleefully knows who it is. He hovers around the in- intimate corpse. His hands dance around the sheet, much like Indiana Jones trying to grab the idol. But he doesn't know where or how to pull the sheet back. Just as he is about to, a giant hand suddenly and forcibly grabs his wrist. Donegan grasps, but it's revealed. It's relieved to see it is one of the guards and not the body underneath. Show me then. The sheet gets pulled back to reveal the unmistakable mask. Although it has melted into his flesh, muscle, and tissue, and the hair has been singed off, it is clearly Michael Myers. Cochran will be pleased. From behind them, Sean Carpenter. Was he an original character? Sean Carpenter? No. Sean Carpenter. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to match these people up. Uh, From behind them, Sean Carpenter, early 30s, burst through the door. What the fuck was that? I thought these fucking retards were programmed to not kill everyone along the way. Sean, 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 we are on the verge. Don't give me that shit, Donegan. I get it, okay? But this has the potential to be a public relations back alley abortion and not the good kind either. Mr. Carpenter, why do you think Mr. Cochran was so interested in this particular specimen? To jack off to his fucked up morbid fantasies. I get collecting artwork, letters, or hell, even the bones of psychotic fucks like this. But the actual fucking body, that's some shit I can't get behind. Oh, lad, this is far, far greater than a piece of art displayed in the Museum of the Macabre. As you're barely an adult, I would gather that you are not familiar with the history of our people. For 2,500 years, the offerings on Samhain granted sustenance for the harvest to come. Until a lad, no more a child than he was a boy, perhaps eight, perhaps nine, young Enda, thick (laughs) thick as a plate of poundies. Thought it wise to be head Deirdre, firstborn daughter of Gwynwill, as a tribute. Unbeknownst to Edna, she was of the Aesin blood, and as that blood flowed, the ground rotted. <laughs> over, over a million were lost to this land during famine, including the rest of Edna's family. He himself was sacrificed. The boy, drawn and quartered before his <laughs> limbs were set ablaze by Deirdre's father, who proceeded to curse Edna's soul to walk between the two worlds of light and dark. Okay, great. Appreciate the history lesson, Wikipedia. Listen, I don't ask many questions, but if I may, uh, with all the bodies, these mongoloid ginger dandy fucks stick left the, left be- sticks left behind, how in Pussy farting Christ. Am I supposed to keep this off the fucking news? They drove his body cross fucking country in a fucking Haddonfield ambulance. That vehicle gets tracked back here. There is zero damage control that I can do about that. We practically announced to the world Silver Shamrock has the corpse of Michael fucking Myers. Understand? Mr. Carpenter, do you understand that Mr. Cochran has found a vessel for his son? What? I feel you failed to see the bigger picture. Really? Enlighten me. What is the bigger picture? There's only eight more days to Halloween. (laughs) From behind, the gloved hand of one of the escorts firmly grasps Carpenter's head. The palms cover the ears. The palms cover the ears as the large fingers reach around to Sean's face. The gloved fingers tear into Carpenter's face like they are peeling an orange, easily penetrating the eye sockets and nasal cavity with minimal effort. The hands pull Sean's face and skull apart, literally tearing him in half. Uh, locker room. Cut to a locker interior of a locker room the same day. A locker room fills with heavy breathing and lustful moans. Two people are locked in missionary position. A beautiful, busty, blonde nurse, Betty, 
early 20s and Dan Chalice, <laughs> late 40s. <laughs> Who's Dan Chalice? Me. Oh, good. All right. Nurse Betty. <laughs> ah, wait a minute. I got to get my... Oh, my... <laughs> I want to do... I want to do like Harley Quinn's voice. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Mr. J. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't do oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that feels super fucking good. Go deeper, deeper. Baby, meet me halfway. Go shallower. <laughs> My God, my God, don't wait to feel that fucking mustache on my pussy. You want to taste it? I had a big lunch. Thanks. My God, my fucking God. Remind me not to bring you to church. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, fucking fucking Don Charles, pimp who loves the ladies. Uh, Oh, that dick. Listen, do me a favor. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, this character is fantastic. It's a, this it's, might win. It's, it's so perfect. Well, you remember him in three, right? <laughs> yeah. Like he was oh, just a pussy hound. Yeah, he met that girl on after the day her like dad Total died. Stick. He fucked her like four hours later in the motel. Total stick man. All right. All right, start with oh that dick again. Uh, oh that dick. Listen, do me a favor. Shut the fuck up. Let me finish so I can get back to my rounds. <laughs> Suddenly, Nurse Deborah, early 30s, interrupts. Dr. Chalice? Ah, Jesus Christ, Deborah, you better be here for a promotion. Not this time, it's your wife. She's dead? She's here. <laughs> ah, fuck me. <laughs> Chalice gets dressed, throws his lab coat on, and does a bump of coke. He wipes his nose and mustache and grabs a bag from a locker. He walks out the door into a waiting room and runs directly into his wife, Sherry. Mid-40s, she's rough-looking, clearly <laughs> drunk, and dressed like a stripper on her day off. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> Lower your voice. She stumbles to him and smells his face with a deeper inhale. You don't smell like pussy. <laughs> Give me your dick. Let me smell the dirty snatch you're pumping this time. Jesus, fuck, Sherry. Act like a human. If I wanted your lip, I'd scrape it off my <laughs> Go the fuck home and give this to the kids. You give it to them. They're in your car. Mama's got a shift tonight. She looks in a bag and starts to laugh, then spills the contents on the floor. Two cheap-looking boys and girls Halloween costumes spill before them. (laughs) No one is more shit-all stupid than you. I already got them Irish spring shamrock masks they wanted. She flips them off. That's your motherfucking award for father of the year, loser. God damn it, Sherry. The kids are in the car. You drive them here like this? Yep. If you don't like it. You can suck a fart out of my ass. I'm going to work. She walks out of the waiting room. Chalice stares at the masks. Uh, later in the in the warehouse, a group of ginger <clears throat> escort. Is ginger referring to their hair color? I would have to assume so. Are they gingers in three? In the original three? I think they might be. Oh, I thought they were all like Mr. Smith's from Matrix. A large group <laughs> of ginger escorts follows, an, follows as Al Berry, 50s, and Connell Cochran, 70s, take a tour of the facility. Al. Quite an impressive operation you have here, Mr. Cochran. Cochran. Yes, yes, thank you. We're all extremely proud of where he's come from and what Silver Shamrock was. But we're about the future, Mr. Barry, and our facility demands nothing less than state-of-the-art. All for masks, huh? But there's so, so much more, Mr. Barry. Masks, yes. Gimmicks and novelties? 
Those will always be what I'm known for, and are always <laughs> going to be defining chapter of my legacy. Silver Shamrock, along with Thorn Technologies, are creating new forms of social media. New, downloadable apps. New, streaming content accessible across multiple platforms. Cartoons, lunchboxes, video games, fruity cereals. Diversification, Mr. Barry. The times, they've already changed. Children just don't appreciate a good mask these days. Yeah. Can't even get my kids to trick-or-treat this year. Rather Snapchat their Twitter feeds or some shit. Pity. And that is exactly why Silver Shamrock is ensuring this Halloween we return it to the celebration is meant to be. A time to laugh with friends or be scared by the witches and ghouls that haunt the night. The bonfires were my ancestors once lit tribute have been replaced by warm glow of tablets, computer screens, and mobile devices. The masks once worn in rituals replaced by the anonymity of the internet provides. We are creating a new future for Halloween, one accessible to all. Sounds uh, pretty good, Mr. Cochran. Please call me Connie. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Oh, shit, it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Asshole. Mr. Cochran, I appreciate the hospitality. I do. Very kind to invite my family and I to visit the facility. You have an ambitious vision, but as a longtime buyer, your current product is far below the standards that we would sell at the Grimbridges. Not only that, it has gone from over 100 SKUs to three. Never mind that you want me to stock 28 locations with product eight days before Halloween. I must stand pat on our decision. Thank you for your kindness. My family and I don't want to take up any more of your time. <laughs> yes, well, I guess you see through my mask then. I was hoping I could be courteous and persuade you to reconsider. But I guess I have to show you what kind of a cunt I can be. <laughs> I guess so, Connie. <laughs> Listen here, cunt. <laughs> I already called you a cunt once. Cunty. One of the ginger guards palms Al's head like a basketball and pulls him through a door. Cochran and the escorts follow behind. They pass a large stone monolith surrounded by computers, cameras, and various other hardware being attended to by ginger-headed technicians. Not far from the giant stones is a windowed observation room. The large hand of the escort forcefully presses Al's face against the glass. Inside the room are Evie, 50s, Rob, 15, and Danielle, 13. Al screams to his family. Please, call him cunty. (laughs) Don't react. (laughs) Speakers broadcast the noise from inside the room into the warehouse. Did he ask you to call him cunty? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Inside the observation room, there's a reflective one-way mirror (laughs) that that they take turns looking at. The children make faces. Evie puts on a witch's mask. Rob puts on a skull mask. Danielle plays on a tablet from behind them. A TV turns on. A jingle starts to play to the tune of London Bridges Falling Down. Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Immediately, everyone starts to convulse. An electrical pulse surges from the TV to the tablet, instantly incinerating Danielle's eyes and tearing a hole through the back of her skull. She collapses in a lifeless heap. Rob's mask constricts tightly around his head. Blood pours out from the mask's opening as it squeezes tightly, collapsing his head in upon itself until nothing solid is left inside. Evie struggles with her mask but manages to pull it off, but not until it peels away flesh from her cheeks. She flails herself into the bodies of her children. 
The commercial continues to play. Blood streams from her ears. She fail. She falls backwards, convulsing on the ground as insects begin to emerge from her ears and nostrils. Moments later, she is dead. In the warehouse, Al screams hysterically. The guard presses Al's face to the glass. He continues pressing until he crushes his skull. The mirror cracks and blood splatters across the window. From behind the action, Harry Grimbage, early 60s, stands in the doorway. Frozen in shock, he clutches a pumpkin mask. Ah, Mr. Grimbridge. Happy you could join us on this part of the tour. He turns and runs for his life. Fade out. Dude, I enjoyed that one a lot. That was really good. So all Tom Atkinson is show up lay pipe <laughs> and get scolded. <laughs> the way it should be. <laughs> um, Ryan S. gave us a, the Dunwich Horror, uh, which is a HP Lovecraft. Uh, I really enjoyed this one, too. The dialogue uh, is pretty solid. The dialogue is amazing. It's amazing. It's really good. It's kind of like a mix of, like, his Halloween dialogue and it's, I guess it's more like the Halloween dialogue. Like well, he throw, female, throws female. in some uh, devil's rejects homage. Yes. Yes. That was amazing. But like the female on female, um, like uh, verbal, just banter, banter is like teens. dead on to Rob Zombie. Yeah. Like no woman would ever say the shit to, to, <laughs> that these women say to each other, but it's exactly like Rob Zombie. And yes, his homage to, uh, to uh, Devil's Rejects, my favorite scene. He probably threw that in. You know, he knew. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> my favorite scene in movie history. Uh, he buttered you up. So you know did. what? I don't appreciate that. You don't win. Demoted. <laughs> From our friend Ryan S. Homie. Homie Ryan S. Big homie. Goblin for life. Um, he says, the concept is Rob Zombie does the Dunwich Horror and was told to make it by his own... I uh, was told to make it his own by H.P. Lovecraft. And you know it's from Beyond the Grave. I'm ashamed that I wrote this. And I'm sure that your wife will tell you not to associate with me any further. Uh, scene opens in a lecture hall with our protagonist, uh, Sherry... Sherry... <laughs> Why does that tickle me so much? Sherry Sheridan. Sherry Sheridan. Uh <laughs> And her friend Terry Tart listening to Professor Taint discuss the Necronomicon. Professor Taint. This volume was written by Abdul Al-Hazard, <laughs> the mad Arab himself. It is a grimoire said to contain spells capable of resurrecting the dead and unleashing unfathomable darkness and woe upon the earth. While I cannot opine as to the efficiency of any of the primitive incantations recited herein, I would like to read the following that has esteemed colleague of mine, Dr. Sam Loomis, said of this tome. This volume, though light in weight and brief in length, is a portal, a portal into the blackest abyssal regions of its existence. Be warned of staring or delving into these nether regions, for there very well may be no life lying to return. It is in the darkness where monsters dwell and devour cell, soul and flesh, the old ones lusting to consume and bend the light to their purposes and absorb same so that no shred of it exists anymore. In the darkness this book may unleash, they will rise and be the terror that this world may deserve for, dis <clears throat> me, for toying with such a black arcana. It is evil for evil's sake, darkness for darkness's sake. To read from this book, beware the darkness and beware the old ones. 
the ones that were before time, the ones that are not dead but may not die, but strange eons that never cry, the strange eons that is <laughs> the abyss lie. Beware, beware, this book should never be read. It can unleash hell on earth, and chaos will reign supreme. It is my belief that it was a Necronomicon that fueled the rampage of a patient of mine. Mike. Bell rings. Well, that's all for today. See you next week. (laughs) Dude, the effort these people put into these are crazy. I could never write a piece. I could never write somebody reading something else. That's such next level shit right there. Well, I can't even read it, so. (laughs) That's crazy. Like, I could never be like, all right, he's reading this. That's nuts. All right. Uh, Cut to Sherry and Terry. Is one of them, is Terry a man? Oh, good question. I think it's a guy. We'll just read it monotone. All right. Uh, Terry. It's a man? I think so. Yeah, let's go man. What a load of shit. This class fucking sucks. All this talk of nether regions. I had to stick my fingers in my nether regions just to stay awake. I love that this is a man now. (laughs) It might not be a man, right? (laughs) Hang on. Is there any evidence that... I should just tweet him, right? I had to stick my, I had to finger blast my asshole just to stay awake. Well, you think, oh, you think it's a, I mean, I guess it's a woman. Well, guess what? You don't have many other lines. So, uh. All right. It's a woman. All right. All right. So we read that one. <laughs> <laughs> what a load of shit. This class fucking sucks. All this talk of nether regions. I had to stick my fingers in my pussy just to stay awake. Shut up. You're such a nasty bitch. I think this shit is interesting. I'm going to ask if I can borrow the Necronomicon for research. Sherry runs down and is seen discussing the book with Professor Tain. Their discussion is inaudible. As she waits, Terry notices a greasy stranger in a sweat-stained undershirt staring at Sherry. Sherry returns with the Necronomicon in hand. Look what I got. I'm going to see if I can find a spell to get way more cash tonight. Terry gestures to sweet sweat-stained shirt guy, and Sherry looks. This fucking perv was watching you while you were down talking to. Pre- 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 <laughs> this fucking perv was watching you while you were down talking to Professor Taint. Sherry shrugs and grabs her breast. I like I like a good creep because they pay the most to get motorboating between these and between these and the back of the club. Speaking of which, I gotta head to work. Catch you later, skank. Sherry runs out with sweat-stained shirt, watching her, watching her leave. Cut to Sherry walking to Beaver Dam, the strip club (laughs) where she works as Spice. She rushes to the back where one of the dancers, Dusty, is loudly complaining. I am so fucking sick of these fans. Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) I I figured it out. I felt like uh, the words came out of my mouth. I'm so fucking sick of these fat fucking slobs. All I do is grope you while getting all sweaty and wheezy and sporting a half chub. Then, after basically finger-blasting you, they drop a filthy, crumpled $1 bill and get pissed when you treat them like the fucking fucksticks that they fucking are. Well, maybe if you drop the Morality Act and start smoking some pole, you might make a few extra Shut the fuck up, Spice, you trifling fucking cunt. Why don't you ever change... (laughs) Why don't you change out your nasty, toxic shock level... Oh, my God. Why don't you change out your nasty, toxic, shock-level tampon, take your fucking herpesin or whatever, and mind your own fucking business. Is herpesin a thing? Probably for herpes. 
Sherry, hold Sherry, hold Sherry, hold up a fist. Sherry holds up a fist. Here's five fingers making a fist. Why don't you saddle your nasty fucking muff up, get fisted, and take a spin? You bitch. Bouncer enters and violently smacks both. You whores better shut the fuck up. Paying customers don't want to hear a bunch of bitches acting like bitches. Spice, get your ass in gear, get on the stage in two minutes. Cut to the club interior. Sweat-stained shirt watching as Sherry is introduced. Skinner, give me three steps, plays. And Sherry notices sweat-stained shirt and dances in front of him. Well, hey there, big fella. I noticed you watching me. You like what you see? Not as much as a Necronomicon, bitch. (laughs) Slightly surprised, Sherry plays it off. Well, now, what do you know about the Necronomicon? I know it's true power. It can make things rise. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, I like when Daddy talks dirty. Why don't we talk... Why don't we take this to the back and talk about the Necronomicon and things rising in more private setting? If we take it to the back, I will show you things unimaginable. We will complete the rituals and call forth the old ones through the fucking sex magic rituals. <laughs> as long as your sex magic rituals and old ones involve a deep dickin', I'm all over it. Follow me. Sherry motions to the back and walks away. As she leaves, another patron yells. <laughs> Thank God that horror's done! Fucking Skinner is pure fucking trash! Get some real stripper shit Hey, playing. boy! Set <laughs> same shit walks over to the patron. Skinner is a man, fucking American legend. <laughs> so help me on everything that is evil. I ever get wind that you even put in so much breath a negative word about Skinner again, I will rip your fucking dick off. I will put it in your hand and make you clench it. <laughs> you will bring it up your fucking mouth and use it as an imaginary microphone while I force you to sing every fucking Skinner song in the motherfucking jukebox until you die from blood loss or I'm satisfied. You fucking understand me, you pansy fucking dick lick. Uh, good. Now we'll leave you to fuck that bitch and unlock the gate for the old ones. Sweatshirt stand enters the back room and the scene ends. Uh, and then Satan's Misfits or how I learned to stop worrying and love these films by Nick S. Uh, I'm just going to look over this. This is the first script we read, so it's a little more rusty, uh, I would say. Right? I had fun doing the lisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did. We did like a hundred takes on the list, but then we were like, well, let's just use the first one. Yeah, the first one. <laughs> um, I'm just, I just wanted to read through this real quick because this one – oh, I loved this. I love this one because I got to do Malcolm McDowell. Yes. <laughs> he, he, had all the, uh, he had all the characters like pre, pre-cast in it. So you had the characters already done it. Tons of characters, a lot of dialogue, and a solid story of these uh, Satan misfits. It reads – Exactly like House of a Thousand Corpses, pretty much. It's like disappearing people, which, by the way, was every script. And, by the way, is every Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> so so here we go. Uh, exterior, neighborhood night. A reporter wearing a tight shirt with cleavage and a short miniskirt, played by E.G. Daly. Who's E.G. Daly? <laughs> E.G. Right. E. Daly is adjusting her microphone. Reporter. Make three, get a good thought of my tit. <laughs> a slight pause, and then the broadcast is live. Could this be the work of Satan? <laughs> Can you talk louder? 
<laughs> you have to do <laughs> the list, bro. <laughs> Could this be the work of Satan's misfit? <laughs> I stand here at the site where two local boys, Dan Cotwell and Larry Dreyfus, were last seen. Dan, a senior, and Larry, a junior at Duncan High School, came to Fairview Heights State Park on Friday night for a two-day hike. When neither boy made it home on Sunday, their parents called the authorities. A search party will begin through these woods at first light tomorrow morning. Anyone wishing to volunteer can contact Ranger Bob Holly. He's the same ranger that tried to find the missing schoolboy. School band members last month. They, of course, were never found in Satan Misfits, or so they're called, are still at large. I, I gotta say, Paul. Sorry, I gotta interrupt. Uh, that list was the least sexy <laughs> list. <laughs> that was just a straight, I, I, that was straight, straight speech. In front it, of until you read. <laughs> no, dude, I mean. Short miniskirt. I wasn't sure if it was a guy or girl. No, I know, I know. Wait, so are we supposed to do this in all one take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're. Well, I mean, we're not going to. So we can just go with this. Okay. We don't need to start over. No. Okay. Why would we start over? Because that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we're not going to be professional. We are not actors. How are we supposed to do it, Joe? Uh, <laughs> interior, Dreyfus's living room. Night. The camera shows a television set where a news reporter, the one we were just watching, is giving her account of an incident. She stands in the middle of a state park. The camera pulls back to reveal the Dreyfus. Dreyfus or Dreyfus, you think that is? Dreyfus? <laughs> it's you, spelled Dreyfus. But I think it might be Dreyfus. I'm going to say Dreyfus. I'm going to say Dreyfus. <laughs> All right, Dreyfus. <laughs> Mr. Dreyfus, 40s, large cast on his right thumb that may or may not be from Hitchhiking Accident, played by William Forsythe. Mrs. Dreyfus, 40s, played by Priscilla Barnes and Joan Dreyfus. 17 years old, played by <laughs> Sherry Moon Zombie. Must be a tall character. <laughs> Must be the mother of a tall character. Uh, Mr. Dreyfus. Bitch, this is all your fault that he's missing. Mrs. Dreyfus. Oh, shit. I didn't even want, I didn't even want him to go. You said to leave. Uh, you can. Oh, I forgot. Uh, shit. <laughs> him to go you said to leave the boy or you should skull fuck or you would skull fuck me (laughs) 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 oh my god don't (laughs) don't twist this fuck don't twist this around bitch you show me some respect joan joan's not highlighted oh it's me i'm sorry joan's (laughs) Dude, can we please start this over? <laughs> such a disaster. Wait, you want me to be Joan too? No, no, no. I'm Joan. Because you're Mr. In- no, I know. Mrs. Trust me. They're balanced. They're balanced. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll start. The- we don't have to start the whole thing over. We'll start the scene over. It's really right. okay. Yeah, because I really nailed that reporter. I mean, it's fine. It's a <clears throat> paragraph long in the lisp. It's like a page long lisp. No, you don't have to redo it, I'm saying. Oh, you I did fine. To. No. Do you want to do it all the way over? Let's start over. All right, fine. We're starting over, folks. All right. So we just tried doing this the first time. It was terrible. So we're doing it again. Because we hate ourselves. Uh, Exterior, neighborhood night. A reporter wearing a tight shirt with cleavage and a short miniskirt played by E.G. Daly is adjusting her microphone. Reporter. Make sure you get a good side of my tit. (laughs) A slight pause and then the broadcast is live. Could this be the work of the Satan's Misfits? 
I stand here at the set where two local boys, Dan Cotwell and Larry Dreyfus, were last seen. Dan, a senior. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Want me to start that over? No, just muscle. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're net, we'll be here all night if we keep starting this fucking thing. Dude, I got this. All right, Let's start it over one more time. All right, do it one more time. <laughs> but just start from your line. I'm not. Oh. I'm not doing the fucking prequel. I'll edit the, the rest of it in. Could this be the work of Satan's misfit? <coughs> Could this be the work of the Satan's misfits? I stand here at the site where two local boys, Dan Cowell and Larry Dreyfus, were last seen. Dan, a senior, and Larry, a, a junior, at Duncan High School. <laughs> Why is this a goddamn list? A junior. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Guys, it's not gonna get easier for me. Dan, I'm doing it. Listen, I say we cut the list. I say we cut the list. I'm taking directive a oh. d- direction. Uh, no, uh, the first take wasn't that bad, was it? No, it was fine. Yeah, let's just do the first take. Oh That's my fine. god. All right. <laughs> I thought I could nail it. All right. I, I just said, I thought, I thought I could. <laughs> All right, here we go. A junior. Interior, Dreyfus's living room. The camera shows a television set where a news reporter is giving her account of an incident. She stands in the middle of a state park. The camera pulls back to reveal the Dreyfus family. Mr. Dreyfus, 40s, large cast on his right thumb that may or may not be from a hitchhiking accident, played by William Forsyth. Uh, Mrs. Dreyfus, 40s, played by Priscilla Barnes, and Joan Dreyfus, 17 years old, played by Sherry Moon Zombie. Mr. Dreyfus. Bitch, this is all your fault that he's missing. Mrs. Dreyfus. I don't even want him to go. You said to leave the boy be or you would skull fuck me. Don't twist this around, bitch. You show me some respect. Joan. Oh, God. I had to do another voice. Uh, Stop. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) So she's really high. All right. Stop fighting. It's not helping, Dad. Are you going with the search party tomorrow? Hell no. I can't go with this thumb. <laughs> yeah, you sit around all day drinking beer and collecting workers' comp checks. Keep it up, bitch. What are you going to do? Shit, that's what. Joan walks out of the room. <laughs> Inter- uh, Joan walks out of the room. Uh, interior. Cotwell Kitchen Day. Frank Will Cotwell, Frank, 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 <laughs> Frank Cotwell, 16 years old, played by Lou Temple, and his, wait a minute, is it Lou Temple, that old guy with the beard? <laughs> no. Yeah. I thought Lou Temple was that guy with the long black hair. Sorry. Yeah, it's this fucking guy, playing a 16-year-old. <laughs> 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 All right, 
Frank Cotwell, 16 years old, played by Lou Temple, and his mother, Mrs. Cotwell, 40, played by Meg Foster, are sitting down at the kitchen table. Mrs. Cotwell. I don't know if you should go tomorrow. Dan's your brother. You won't be thinking straight. I know my Frank. way. Th- Frank. I know my way through the. I know my way through those woods, and we'll be in teams. I'll be fine. Your father's not around anymore. You two boys are all I have. I don't want to lose either one of you. Don't worry. At first light tomorrow, we're going to get out there and find Dan. You're not going to lose me or Dan. Frank touches his mother's hand. Exterior, Fairview Heights State Park at daybreak. There's a crowd of people, over 60, gathered around six forest rangers. The head ranger, played by Sid Haig, is speaking. Head ranger. Listen up. There's no time to waste. (laughs) We're going to split up in six groups, each led by a ranger. Now all the rangers already know their assignments and what ground to cover, so you just listen to them. Remember, safety comes first. Don't do anything stupid. I don't want anyone going off on their own thinking they could be a hero. Now let's get out there and find these boys. And I don't want to hear shit about the Satan's misfits. Those sons of bitches are probably in Mexico by now. Also, be careful if you got piss. Lots of animals in these woods. Don't want to see anyone get their pecker bitten off. <laughs> the, the group breaks up in sixes and the camera follows Frank's group as they begin their ascent up the mountains. Exterior mountain in the day. The camera shows Frank's group about halfway up one of the mountains. No one seems to be talking to Frank as he is lingering at the back of the group. All of a sudden, another group runs into them and they took a different as they took a different path up the mountain. Ranger one, played by Richard Brake. Who's Richard Brake? I don't know. Confronts Ranger two, played by Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even read that when I gave myself Malcolm McDowell. I'm so excited right now. <laughs> Ranger 1. This is our route, goddammit. Ranger 2. No one have it backwards. You're supposed to be on the east side of the mountain. No, no, he gave that route to Jack. We're supposed to be here. Well, what are we supposed to do now? That's fucking good. You tell me. You're the one with shit for brains. The camera shows Frank, who has spotted something off to the side of the path. He walks away from the group and through the trees until he reaches the side of the mountain. There is a small rock ledge there with a canteen on it. Larry reaches over to grab the canteen, but is slightly out of his reach. He stretches to get a hold of it and finally does, but loses hold of his footing. The front of his body is on the ledge, while his feet and legs remain on the mountain's edge. Frank yelling. Help! I guess I didn't have to say yelling. (laughs) You could just yell. (laughs) Three men from the group run to his assistance. They grab his legs and pull him up to safe ground. Ranger Run comes running over to them. What on earth do you think you're doing? You know you're not supposed to leave the group. You almost fell off the damn mountain. Frank's hand, Frank hands Frank hands the canteen to the ranger, Frank. It's Dan's? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. This is one of the few where you have to talk to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you sure? <clears throat> Frank nods his head. In- interior school hallway during the day. Frank Cotwell is at his locker putting some books away. Joan Dreyfus walks by him toward the exit, but she stops and turns back. She goes up behind him and puts her hand on his shoulder. Joan. We have to talk. Right now? Do you have other plans? No, that's fine. (laughs) uh, Exterior of the school grounds day. They are both sitting on the wall just outside of school. Students are leaving school and walking behind them. How's 
How's your mom holding up? Not good. Doctor got her on tons of medications. She not she not even coherent half the time. Sorry to hear that. How about your dad? He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> My mom doesn't even talk about it. Just pretends like Dan never existed. If I ever bring him up, she just changes the subject. Why do you think that is? I know how much your mother loved Dan. I don't know. She just has a hard time facing things. Ever since Dad died, she doesn't want to talk about anything bad. Plus, with those fucking hillbilly rejects of Satan. Satan's misfits. Do you think it was them? No way. I think they ran away. Interior of the cabin at night. The camera shows the inside of a cabin. Larry Dreyfus, 18 years old, played by Pancho Moller. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> I don't know any of these actors. Is laying down, I actually feel stupid, is laying down on the bed with a remote control in his hand. Dan Cotwell, 18 years old, played by Jeff Daniel Phillips. Are these the missing kids? Yeah, these are the missing kids. All right. Is sitting at a table in the corner of the room. Dan. So my uncle just got back from Vegas. Larry. See more coffins? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad Paul got it. Paul joked in the fucking script. <laughs> yeah, Seymour Coffins. He went he went big on craps and ordered a hooker to his room. So he asked the hooker how much for a hand job. She says one thousand dollars. Wow. Thousand dollars for a hand job? Yeah, so my uncle says that's too steep, and the hooker brings him to the window and shows him a gas station. She says, I own that gas station. I bought it by giving thousand dollar hand jobs. So he gets the thousand dollar hand job and he's in heaven. It was the best hand job of his life. So he asks how much for a blow job, and she says two thousand dollars. $2,000 for a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> right. My uncle tells her that's way too high, so she brings him to the window and shows him a restaurant and says, I own that restaurant, and I bought it by giving $2,000 blowjobs. So he gets the blowjob, and it's just unbelievable. It's like nothing he ever experienced. Wow. Your uncle did it? A $2,000 blowjob? Yeah, so finally he says, I hate to ask, but how much for a little pussy? And the hooker says, pussy? If I had a pussy, I'd own this town. <laughs> A beat, a moment of silence. So did he bang her? <laughs> no, he didn't bang her. It was a dude. Oh. Dumb shit. So do you think they'll show? Don't worry, they'll show. We did everything as instructed. What if they don't? I said don't worry, they will. Dan gets up and walks to the bathroom. The camera follows him and goes by a pile of bloody band uniform clothes and instruments outside the bathroom door. Before he enters... There is a knocking at the door. Dan pauses and walks over to the door. Who is it? I said, who is it? Misfit One. Open up. Satan says hello. Dan turns the knob slowly. Cut to the title card, Satan's Misfits. By the way, Misfit One was voiced by the the one and only Bill (laughs) Mosley. I bet she got him on. Huh? He wasn't doing shit. (laughs) Same with Malcolm McDowell. Well, that was that was solid. Yeah, that was solid. Yep. So you guys nailed it. Uh, we really enjoyed those. And who who's going to be the winner? What do we do? H three. It's got my vote. Yeah. Halloween three is the winner. Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> Jeremy B. <laughs> Yeah, Jeremy. Fuck it. Uh, thank you so much. Let's hear it. Give it up for Jeremy B. Jeremy B. Jeremy B. Uh, that it, it was an awesome read. At the end, me and Joe were like legitimately like Jeremy B. 
<laughs> Let's give it up for Jeremy. He foul. He's foul. He's foul. He's foul. Jeremy, it, it was awesome. Uh, I really liked it. Again, when when it ended, me and Joe were legitimately like, I'd fucking watch that movie. I, it, it, it might be Rob Zombie's best would. movie. Yeah. And he did it right I did, <laughs> For sure. I'm so interested in all of it. And does he have the entire script? He said in the email he, wrote, he sent you. I think he wrote the whole thing. And I think he should submit it somewhere yeah. to Rob. <laughs> Just hide it under his pillow. And Rob will be like, did I write this masterpiece? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was awesome though. I, I I I thought it was fucking phenomenal. So we're gonna include uh, we're gonna include those. I'll probably cut them into that uh, while we were talking. But those were awesome. So I hope you guys appreciate them. And also, uh, I should have put a disclaimer at the beginning about that. I'll have to record that at the end. But what? Just language. Oh, like put in your headphones for the first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> however many minutes that is uh how many minutes is that 10 minutes put in your headphones for the first 10 oh no it's gonna be like hour yeah <laughs> uh so uh um what do we have to talk about what else do we have to talk about for uh thanksgiving wait wait somebody here hey paul can you get the door you don't have to get the real door punched. Please don't put the fucking door. Pretend to open the door. <laughs> oh, hello. It's Dr. Sam Loomis. I'm here for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> you must be Paul. Is that correct, Paul? Uh, it is, Doctor. Oh, Paul. Uh, Paul, will you invite me in, Paul, you piece of shit? Come on in. Oh, thank you, Paul. I've brought some some sweet potatoes here. He's not a vampire. <laughs> For the, for the fucking oh, court. What are you, you guys? Do you guys know the background of vampires, vampires, if you will, where I come from? Sit down, boy. All right, guys. Uh, get Ooh. Sam. Bring Sam Loomis to the other table, and uh, let's get. Uh, let's get talk. Let's. Turkey's coming a little later. Yeah, we're gonna bring out the that turkey. Son of a bitch. It's Thanksgiving here at THS Lab, so enjoy, enjoy, Sam, enjoy. Uh, man, I hope we don't have a bunch of other guests lined up. So, Joe, do you, Joe, you had a list of uh, letterboxed. <laughs> Wait, is this segment over? <laughs> What's happening? Well, Sam's at the dinner table chilling. We can finish the show. Yeah, but you said, is there other guests? Well, I hope I hope some other people show up. It would be really <laughs> weird if it's just us and Sam Loomis. <laughs> Sean's just been practicing all these <laughs> different gimmicks. <laughs> uh. So, Joe has yes. a list from Letterboxd. It's I a, do, I guess. It's a, sent, I did not make it. You sent it to us in a cult. It's, it's called the Cult Movie Challenge? Yeah, something I found uh, made by Justin Hollinger. So, what is it? It's for 2017. You're watching them all throughout the course of the year? That is correct. How so, many movies are there? It's one a week. Oh. You can obviously do more, but uh, each week has its own theme. Oh. What? Yes. What are the themes? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so we can list 52 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, gee, you can just highlight some of them. Sam's fucking sitting over there in the fucking cold. So, uh, Jesus. So week one is uh, Ozploitation Week. Uh, so you Australian? watch Australian, like like that Jamie Lee Curtis movie that we watched with uh, Stacey Keach. Yes. Uh, Road Games. Road Games. Yeah. Wait, what? He chose the movie Thirst. But it's only one movie, right? For the but week. if you, it's only one movie for the week. You, you But like I said, you could do more. 
Technical difficulties. Sam! <laughs> Sam! Sam, did you fucking do this? <laughs> Yo, Doc. Son of a oh, bitch. Oh, my God. All right, uh, so Ozploitation <laughs> is where we were at. How, what right. are some other good so, ones? So, um, well, the great thing about this list is if you click on it in Letterbox in list mode, it tells you what each themed week is. But it also provides a link. So, like, for Ozploitation Week at the bottom, it says Not Quite Hollywood, and it gives you a list of, like, every Ozploitation film ever made. Come on. Yeah, it does that for each week. So, Paul will love week number two because it's Bruno Maddie Week. That's right, Paul. It's the guy that did Cruel Jaws. Joe, Cruel That's not what it's called. What? Yes, Fuck it's... you, Joe. It's not a Jaws movie. You know what else he did? Uh, what? Rats, Night of Terror. Oh, God. <laughs> so, well, it's a whole week. I don't fucking need it anymore. Well, he has one called Strike Commando, and it looks amazing. What's it about? Is this guy Australian? No, this was... Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, he's Italian. Asshole week. Asshole week. Oh, man. Uh, Uh, Look at the cover for Strike Commando. Are you going to do that? Hell yeah. I kind of want to. I'm definitely doing it. So so we should Uh, uh, should message that guy. Bruno Maddie. See if we can use it. <laughs> well, I mean, not, that is fun. I mean, we're giving them credit, so I mean, we'll just say, "Hey, we talked yeah, I mean, about it, you on the show, and we're gonna fucking promote your list." Yeah, so I'll, I'll read through like a couple. Yeah, so, I love cult movies. I've been like on a binge where I really want to watch like cult films like that. So, exploitation, then Bruno Maddie, then we have Anime Week, so you could choose any anime film. Okay. Then we have the Shaw Brothers Week. Oh my God! Yep. You're talking about Run Run Shaw. <laughs> what? I don't know him. Dude. Mar- martial arts. Every. Oh, my God. Then we have Jallo Week. Oh, nice. Every good. Age. Video Nasties Week. So you have to choose a movie from the, the Video, video nasties. nasties. 50s Sci Fi Week. And does he give you movie options? For yeah. Each week? Yeah. Yeah. I, each week has a list that you can click on. Okay. That, that has a list of all of it. And he gives you an example. So he chose The Fly from 1958 for 50s Sci Fi. Okay. Then there's uh, Ray Dennis Steckler Week. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> category 3 Week. Category 3 is the Hong Kong equivalent of, ninth, of NC-17. Oh. Hong, but that's Hong Kong. I, so I wonder what's in that category. There's probably something fucking awesome in that. The oh Ebola God, Syndrome. I'm so excited. Ebola Syndrome. I downloaded that last year because I read about it. I never saw it. I don't uh, know what it is. Full Moon Pictures Week. Oh, great. Spaghetti Western Week. Hell yeah. He chose Duck, You Sucker. Albert Pyan Week. Duck, You Sucker? Yeah. Oh, my God. You've seen that? Yeah. Nobody's seen that. Dude, I have. 100%. Well, yeah. I think I watched it with uh, Buzz. Albert. Week 12 is Albert Pyan Week, who's an 80s action director, and the movie that he chose was Van Damme's Cyborg. Then we have 70s Disaster Movie Week. He chose Airport. Then we have Joe D'Amato Week. He chose Monster Hunter, one I have not seen. I've never seen that. Could watch Troll 3. Could watch Anthropophagus. I want to watch that. Could watch that piece. I'm not watching a guy fucking eat himself. (laughs) (laughs) Could watch that shark movie he did. I'm not watching that either. (laughs) But you already did. I I erased it from my memory. (laughs) Because it was so boring. The one with the two guys. Yeah, they canoed. No, that was Tintorera. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Then there's uh, Film Noir Week, Canon Group Week from Canon Movies. Oh my God. I'm looking at pictures these, of these Ebola so Syndrome, awesome. and I'm going to throw up. Then there's SOV Week, which means shot on video horror. Then there is Splatter Movie Guide Week. 
Then there is Nunsploitation Week. Oh, nice. Shit. Takeshi Mike. Shockumentary, Chose Faces of Death, PM Entertainment Week. Not as the name would suggest, a softcore porn company. Instead, it's a company that pumped out tons of B-grade action movies during the 90s. Uh, including was... one that starred the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> really? Called Thunder... Wait. Thunder Fire Firepower. Oh. Then there is uh, Eurocrime, sci-fi, meaning sci-fi, the TV channel. Horror Anthology. Filipino Exploitation Week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Neo Exploitation Week. 80s Team Comedy Week. Yes. Found found Footage Tango Week. Cash. Found Footage Week. Psychotronic Encyclopedia Week. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> the movie guide that came the closest to defining what a cult movie is. You've got over 3,000 movies to choose from this week. All right. Wait, what? What is that? What's no it called? Psychotronic Joe, Encyclopedia. What was that piece of shit movie you made me watch. There's so many. Joe, the Japanese... <laughs> All of them. Oh, 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 oh! That fucking Tetsuo. Yeah, Tetsuo. I'm sure that's in there. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, why do we not have this book? Then there is Ex- Black Exploitation Week. Yeah. You fucking watch Dolomite, The Mac. Oh. Yes. Uh, Coolie High. But dude, Black Exploitation Week. I'm just gonna watch like seven movies. We're talking about doing a Black Exploitation <laughs> bonus series. I, I'm. I love Black. Maybe like once a month. It'll be like a book club. <laughs> I have so many movies like in my DVD collection. Yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah. Even if just you two do it, I don't care. <laughs> I would love to do that. <laughs> well, you guys can do it. it. I'll watch <laughs> it. What? Robert Zadar week. Zadar. Remember? From, uh, my maniac cop. Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Zadar. Oh god, that movie sucked. <laughs> The description here says the chin that makes Bruce Campbell look like a turtle. Well, it's fucking true, but it's also like an affliction. <laughs> uh, Italian Horror Week, and then the last one is New World Pictures Week, which is Roger Corman's company. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dope list. Man. I'm so glad people are listening to me. List I'm going gonna, gonna to message that guy, though. I'm going to message him and let him know what we're doing it, because I, I think that's awesome. I, I want to do that so bad. That's a good fucking list, man. I just want to go watch some Shaw Brothers films. Well, you can. So, uh, yeah, America, you know, <laughs> whatever you want. Hey, I'm oh, wait, what's that? Hello? <laughs> Get the fucking door, Paul. You're fucking. <laughs> I'm Who's familiar. there? I'm t- Hello? Didn't oh. you just open the door? Can't you fucking see him? No, there's fucking no one there. It's oh, it's me. I'm down here. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, not you. <laughs> It's me, the young... Is young, it rum? It's the British chimney sweep. Oh. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> well, I'm here for a meal, Paul. I don't even have a fucking Mr. chimney. Mr. A. What? Joe. I, what? Joe. What? Do you have something I'm not here. I can clean? Do you have something I can clean? It's your house. <laughs> yeah, you can. I, I will clean... <laughs> I'll clean anything. You know what I mean. He's talking about your asshole. <laughs> what was it? I was talking about your dick, but... You're talking about pipes? Can I just have a piece of turkey? So, can you let just... me in? Don't sit with Dr. Sam Lewis in there. Come no. over here, young chimney sweep. I've got a seat right here. Let's talk. I've got to tell you about the color black for a moment. Like the soot on your face. Oh, man. This is getting weird. I hope those two get along. You think they will? Yeah, they'll be just fine. Yeah, I think they'll be uh, fine. I don't know. I think they'll so be how Michael fine. turned out. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, I hope you like this episode. It's a pile of crap. Uh <laughs> But next week we're doing the pit. I think that'll come out a lot. 
better than this. Guys, we needed a break. It's fucking Thanksgiving. We all deserve a vacation, right? This isn't yeah. a vacation. It's been more work than we've ever done in our <laughs> life. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, a few, few things we'll talk about real quick. Uh, Stannies. Stannies are coming up. Uh, Paul, you excited about the Stannies? Oh, yeah. Hey, Mike, uh, Sam, you you excited about the Stannies? Of course, Sean! Oh, good. You're going to show up? I don't know. You better it. not. I'm not. He can't. We got to lock Keep the doors. Keep him the fuck home. We got to lock the doors. We'll probably fucking lose to him. Don't, don't. <laughs> you have some stiff competition. Lorena was throwing out some ideas. Uh... <laughs> So um, everyone's against you, Paul. We we watched, and this doesn't. This is up until today. We watched seventy six movies on this show. For this Holy show. shit! It's a lot of fucking movies. I don't think that's correct. It is, dude. You watched like fourteen Leprechauns. Unfortunately, it is correct. Really? <laughs> yeah, seventy six. Um, well, that also includes weeks where I don't know. We watched a ton of triple threes. Well, no, 76 for this year. Oh. oh, Right, right, right. For the year. (laughs) Um, So, guys, we're going to ask for your feedback on this. Uh, We need your help deciding. We are going to do a Google Hangout. I will announce a date soon. It'll be very soon, though. For the Uh, Sandys? No. For, uh, like, a little, um, like, just a little, like, a nominee party if you will mm. and we're gonna if you're a patreon suit member, and tie affair huh suit and tie affair no i will be wearing on your couch uh we're going to be come over we're going to be no. we could do it all together yeah if let's you do want. that and um basically we're getting feedback from everyone else uh we hold a press conference kind of, well it's kind of like what it is we're gonna be like okay best baddie what are your guys ideas pitch them to us who's hosting it well, probably Turkey. the people that two people that host the Sam fucking, fucking show. Sam fucking Lewis. <laughs> oh, Sam! But it's a video poll. I know. Dress up. You need to be dressed as oh, a young oh Sam Lewis. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I might do that. <laughs> I might do it. Paul's got it. All right, um, but just some ideas for you guys. So, uh, if you guys want to just start thinking ahead, uh, we're going to do best Patreon pick for the year, uh, best baddie, worst baddie. Best male character, best female character, best final guy slash girl, best cover art, biggest scumbag, best comedy, person you most wanted to kill, best cast, which investor lost the most money, (laughs) Uh, the Crispin Glover most insane moment in film award. All these are last year. The pit is going to clean house. Uh, The Willow (laughs) Creek Award for best movie. For worst movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst movie. By the way, these are actually the ones I'm reading right now are were submitted by fans and they've made it the cut to the next year. Excuse me. But if you have an idea for an award, send it to me, Sean at IHateHorror.com. Uh the Savini Award for Best Gore. Most attractive female or most attractive character, female and male. Uh the Dick Trauma Award. I don't know if we have any Dick Trauma hmm. this year, but we'll f- sure we can find one. Can you think of any dick trauma? No, but I think I, Wolf I Cop one. Wolf Cop two, yeah. <laughs> Is that true? out? I don't, I don't think so. Who would know? Maybe we can get advanced screening. Uh, maybe <laughs> for a big old popping dick. Yeah. Hey, will you guys invite us to your uh, advanced screening? We tore your movie to shreds last <laughs> yeah. year. Wolf Cop's great. Was it Paul? Uh, best guest. <laughs> no. 
best bad movie. <laughs> the Is It Scary a Watch to Award for the scariest movie. That we haven't seen. To watch? That we haven't seen. <laughs> uh, final award. Oh, I, I wrote that like I was right. Uh, least favorite episode, viewer's choice. Uh, some other ones, the Sean Impersonation Award, the Rumpelstiltskin Award. This award goes to the most outlandishly bad film adaptation of a myth or fairy tale. Uh, the crypt, which, by the way, Rumpelstiltskin, when we made that award, we hadn't reviewed Rumpelstiltskin. So <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin should probably win. The Creep Keeper Award for best pun slash gag in a movie or show. Ugly as fuck award. <laughs> best smile, which probably won't make it this year. That was because we had... Uh, what was that called? Uh, it was Je- like a Masters of Horror. Jennifer. Jennifer. Uh, and I'm the, pretty sure Uncle Rumple's also going to win that for when he's in the closet. <laughs> the, the Betty Toxic Award for Best Child Death. Jesus. And Best Death. <laughs> is there such thing as a Best Child Death? Of course there is. <laughs> Will we do it? Probably. Will we regret it? Yeah. Will we lose fans? Yeah. <laughs> no? You don't think something like it? Delete yeah. it. Delete it up. Um, so those are nominate. Those are some of them. We'll uh, I'll probably put something out for you guys to kind of look and see all the movies that we have, so you guys can get to it and send us your ideas, ideas for awards, ideas for nominations, and then we'll do that uh, Patreon uh, nominee party uh, coming up. So that's that. Uh, that should be fun. Um, what else do we have going on for this party? This Thanksgiving party of ours. Are you asking us? No, I'm oh. just trying to pull this up. <laughs> I'm just staring Paul in the face. Um, I think I heard footsteps out there. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. I got it. All right. Who, all right. And I open the door. <laughs> oh, is there a great big fat one? Wait, is that his voice? <laughs> I can't do his voice. Oh, wait. Oh, oh is there a great oh, yeah, big fat you, one? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to do the honors? Oh, is there a great big... Wait, do it again? How come I can't do his voice? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. There's a great big fat great woman big here. fat woman. Oh, I've got a book on mangles. <laughs> I've got a book on mangles that led me to this house. <laughs> That's a mangle. Do you guys have any mangles? Oh, shout out to Hansi. Because uh, I I should have talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. I got to meet Hansi and uh, she was telling me she just watched a movie that had a, a mangle expert. We got to write that book, man. Yes. Like... It'll be like a coffee table book, like my other book idea that didn't go anywhere. But um, <laughs> this one's good because mango experts are everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh, Ted, do you, oh. you want to come in? You just close the door. No, can you just close the door? Can you just close the door? Can you close the door? So that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, sorry, it's a little weird, but, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Join us next week for the pit. Um, what the fuck is he doing in this mic stand? Fucking molesting. It's falling apart. I haven't touched it. <laughs> um, remember when Bennett from uh, Commando? Commando did that to our microphone? Put it, put our microphone next to his dick. Yes, I do. <laughs> Holy shit! Con- Was he wearing a mesh shirt while you? Did no. It? no. <laughs> and you said the same thing the first time we talked. <laughs> like that guy. <laughs> uh, that was so fucking weird. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So, guys, watch The Pit. It's for next week. The Pit is the pit. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, uh, 
The West Virginia shooting guard? Yes. What are we talking about? He said Pittsnoggle. <laughs> Guy played on West Virginia's college basketball team in 2005. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. <laughs> 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 All right. At least I have a picture so I can show the fans. I'll post it. <laughs> Do you think All that's right, real? Guys. Uh, <laughs> this is the company you work for, too. Um, guys, thank you so much. I actually want to thank – it's Thanksgiving. I want to thank Paul. Thank you very much for always being a guest on the show. We appreciate it. And thank you, Joe, for being an outstanding co-host. Well, thanks, pal. You too. And um, – I appreciate it. So thank you guys. And thank you, the fans. Thank you all so fucking much for uh, listening to this episode if you're this far. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, and if you enjoyed it, even more thanks. Um, and thank you for getting us to where we are. It's crazy. Like, it's nuts where we're at right now. So, um, and uh, hopefully we uh, do some more shit. I mean, Paul is a fucking anchor, frankly. We got to cut that loose eventually. But <laughs> until that day... <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. If you want to uh, help us rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, uh, that's the best way. Send me an email. I still have not ordered new stickers, but I will soon. Um, send me an email, Sean at IHateHorror.com, and I'll get you some free stickers out. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, Facebook.com slash IHateHorror. IHateHorror.com. I'm on Twitter at IHateHorrorShow and Instagram at IHateHorror. I'm at JoeV421, Instagram, Boognish1985, Snapchat, Horror Show, Joe. Paul? Paul doesn't promote anything. Paul's just, just find him through our thing. G-A-G-A-8-7. <laughs> he lives and, at, uh, uh, <laughs> So, guys, <laughs> check check out the fucking show. What, what's he... Uh, Fucking Paul. Uh, there's always we made it this close to the end before Paul did something where I had to be like, "What are you talking about? Do I need to stop?" Didn't say anything. That's the problem. You don't. That's the that's the problem. You don't say anything. You like whisper and go like, and I have to be like, "Wait, is something wrong?" <laughs> Joe got you in got trouble. Him in trouble. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. Check us out next week. We've got the pit. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, oh yeah, patreon.com slash I hate horror and uh, store.ihatehorror.com. We got shirts. Suck it. Happy Thanksgiving. Adios. Oh, thank you. Laters. What's up? Oh, we didn't do our normal thing. Yeah. For Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Thanksgiving. I say adios when I'm here. I do? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is oh, that yeah, true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, he does on most of them. <laughs> Fuck you, Joe. <laughs>
What you got, bitch?